0: Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. We've been working our way through the book of Galatians. It's just, it's one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's this letter that Paul is outlining the gospel with incredible clarity, just dealing with the reality that we are justified by grace through faith in Christ and not by any works that we do, not by keeping the law. And he's had to respond to a number of critics, uh, Judaizers, these folks who had come from James, they were called the party of James later, they had come from Jerusalem, and they'd been making all kinds of accusations against Paul. They had been saying that he was kind of making up his own gospel, that he only spoke with the authority of men, that that he wasn't consistent in preaching his gospel, all of these different things that he had that he was diverging from the Old Testament from from what they saw as scripture. And Paul has just been one by one responding to these accusations and and giving the reason why none of them are true. And then in chapter 2 verse 15, he began laying out, what it was that he preaches, this gospel of justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, reminding us that no one will be justified by works of the law. And then in chapter 3, he began asking, he asked this series of rhetorical questions, wondering where was it that the Galatians had kind of gone wrong? Where had they gotten off track? And then verses 6 through 14 Paul does this rhetorically brilliant thing because one of the accusations was that he was diverging from the true religion and he was diverging from what God had revealed. He links together seven or six different Old Testament references in order to preach his gospel, in order to remind people that, no, this doctrine of justification by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone isn't something new. It's not something I've come up with. In fact, let me make my case from the Old Testament. So we're going to start working through that section today. So I'll read beginning in verse 6 and go down through verse 14. Let me pray for us, and then we'll read this passage. Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask that you would strengthen us. I pray that you would strengthen me by your spirit, that I may preach even now in his power, that we all may hear with his help that we might see clearly our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and rest in him by faith. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Paul writes, beginning in Galatians chapter 3, verse 6, Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. Now, in those verses that we just read, in those 10 verses, as I already said, there are six different quotations from the Old Testament twice from Genesis, twice from Deuteronomy, once from Habakkuk, and once from Leviticus. And so what we're going to do over the next few days is we're going to walk through these passages and and how Paul uses them to announce this gospel. So the first thing we read is right there in verse 6. Just as Abraham, in quotes, believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, and here he's drawing from Genesis 15, 6. He's reminding us that Abraham took hold of the promises of God as promises. He took hold of of what God had offered by faith, not by his works, not by getting it all right, not by impressing God, but by faith. He believed God, it says, and it was counted to, to him, that is to Abraham, as righteousness. So all of these promises that Abraham had received from God weren't contingent on his performance. In fact, when we go back and look at the the story that Paul is quoting from here that he's referencing, when we go back and look at that story, what we see is that in this covenant making ceremony where the pieces of animals were cut in half so that the parties making the covenant could pass between them, kind of taking this oath upon themselves, Abraham didn't even pass through the pieces of the covenant or the pieces of of the dead animals. God caused a sleep to fall on him. He was asleep on the sidelines in this flaming fire pot, this theophany, this physical manifestation of God appeared and passed through the pieces on its own. In other words, what is happening there, what is being signaled there, is that it is only the party that passed through those pieces that bears the responsibility for bringing about the promises of that covenant. Abraham didn't pass between the pieces. His part was simply believing what God had said he would do. I I would encourage you to to go to Genesis 15 and read through that story because it really is an incredible story. Abraham believes God and it says it is counted to him as righteousness, is credited to, to his account as righteousness. It's reckoned to him as righteousness. His believing God, believing that God would bring about what he had promised. So then Paul draws this conclusion in verse 7. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. See, being a child of Abraham, being a son of Abraham was key for the Israelites because that meant you were part of the inheritance. You were, you were part of the ones who had received the inheritance, who had received the promises that Abraham had been given and that were passed down to Isaac and then passed down to Jacob and, and expanded to Israel. And Paul here reminds us that it's not those who are physically from Abraham who are sons of Abraham, and it's not those who keep the law Who are sons of Abraham? It's not even those who have been circumcised who are sons of Abraham. Rather, it is those who are of faith that are children, that are sons of Abraham. We read the same thing in. Uh, Romans chapter 9, but it is not as though the word of God is fell. For not all who are descended from Israel, here he's pointing to Israel, not to Abraham, but it's the same idea. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. So Paul's making the same point here in the book of Galatians. If we want to be a child of Abraham, if we want to be a son of Abraham, that is someone who inherits the promises made to Abraham. We access that not by our works, not by our genealogy, but by faith. It is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Now the logical question is, well, faith in what? what Paul's going to go on to remind us and what he's already been driving at is faith in Jesus Christ. That it is through Christ that the promises of Abraham come to the Gentiles. So that's the point that he makes here. And he goes on in verse 8, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, there's that word justify again, and here he's pointing to the Gentiles, seeing that the, the, the scriptures... Foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. Now, I want to stop and think about this for a second. If you have the idea that the gospel is a New Testament reality, the New Testament undoes that misconception for us. Here, we're told specifically that the gospel was preached beforehand to Abraham. And then Paul quotes Genesis 12:3. The gospel was preached beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. The good news that we can be children of God, that we can be included in the family of God, was preached in the Old Testament. It's part of the covenant made with Abraham that he would be a blessing to all nations. So we go back to what he asked Peter. If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? Paul now is, is kind of laying it on even thicker, saying, look, it, the, the promises that we're trying to take hold of, they were for all the nations to begin with. Before Israel existed as a nation, these promises were extended to the nations. Remember what Genesis 12 says? I mean, that, that's Paul's question. You think I'm out of accord with the Old Testament? Well, let's look at the Old Testament. So then he says in verse 9, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. It's not faith plus works that that gets the blessing of Abraham. It's faith. It's not faith plus being circumcised. It's not faith plus keeping the Sabbath. It's not faith plus the dietary laws. It's, It's just faith in Christ. We are justified by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone. We are blessed with Abraham, the man of faith, when we come to God through Christ in faith, not in our works. See, this gospel that Paul is preaching, that he's laying out in the New Testament here in the book of Galatians, isn't some unheard of doctrine. It's not some unheard of gospel. It's what had been announced from the very beginning. Might we learn to rest in this ancient gospel, these ancient promises that we take hold of by faith.